0: Your name? Danny, yeah, please. Uh, yeah, so expand a bit on these different words sensitivity, attunement, responsiveness, and refinement. Attunement. Yeah, yeah, attunement, sensitivity, responsi- responsiveness, refinement. Okay, so um, let's say, let's take the example we're talking with Jason. H- here's meta, and I'm practicing the meta, and um, and I'm noticing the different flavors emotionally and in the energy body at different times. Here's happiness, here's peace, here's something that I don't even have a word for, but it just has a certain kind of emotional quality. So sensitivity is noticing all that and feeling it. Um, uh, refinement is is more just the the idea that First of all, these are probably quite subtle things they 're not big sort of in your face. I mean, they can be, but as the whole thing deepens, things tend to get more refined, meaning more subtle yeah um they 're not big explosions necessarily um and And part of what I would want to include in pretty much all practices is is that um willingness to pay attention, an ability to pay attention and be sensitive to what is refined, and also the possi- knowing the possibility that things can get more and more refined, and not necessarily more intense, though they can also get more intense. I mean, um, responsiveness really is just that, okay for instance, again going back to um, Jason's, so here I'm saying may you be happy, then I say may you be peaceful, and and I notice that when I say may, may be peaceful, there's that Oh, maybe happy was just it was okay, nothing particularly happened. But when I said may you be peaceful, there was a little oh, there was a little something there. Maybe, maybe it was a feeling of peace or something. And I actually felt that in the energy body and in the heart. So I'm sensitive to it. It's maybe quite refined. And and but I'm responding to it by noticing it. And then maybe my response is, let's just repeat that phrase a few times. And then I'm riding the thermals, like like I said, yeah? So that's my responsiveness, uh, for for example. But there's all kinds of responsiveness. So even, um, you know, like a whole macro level responsiveness. Like I've been sitting, sitting, working with this hindrance, and you know, and it's just (coughs) time for a cup of tea. That's responsive. You know, it's like I'm making a responsive decision. So there's in terms of how gross or refined responsiveness, it goes over the whole range. Attunement would be. Okay, here's, go back to the example. Here I've just said peaceful and there's that, there's that energy or emotion feeling to it. And I'm kind of listening to that and feeling it. I'm kind of, of everything that's going on, I'm kind of singling in on that. I'm not losing the whole background of my whole body sense, but I'm, I'm tuning my receiver to that particular wavelength. And I'm just kind of resonating with the vibe and feeling it, yeah? So that would be what attunement and as I do that, like I said today, the very, the very activity of a tuning amplifies that particular wavelength, or tends to. Does that make sense? Yeah, if you like, organizing, um, partially organizing. I mean, it's, it's the thing that you're kind of, that that's what you're tuning to. It's like when you tune a receiver, it's like there's all this static or other radio stations. You're just finding that one. You're dialing, there's that one. I'm tuning, it's li- literally like that, I'm tuning to it, and then it's like, okay, now I'm enjoying this radio station, I'm really feeling it, etc. So the feeling it the enjoying it is part of the attuning, as well as the focusing on. It's all part of the attuning. Does that? Yeah? Okay, there's a couple here. You did? say? Please. Yes, absolutely. So a subtle object, what happens when an object gets subtle, let's say the breath gets subtle. It's very common um, on retreats, people to to say, after a while the breath just gets, I can't feel it anymore, or they're paying attention to the rise and fall, I can't feel it anymore. It's become a subtle object. Um, And in a way, we could say, yes, it's inviting the attention to become more subtle. But sometimes what happens, it becomes so subtle, and the we don't let the attention become correspondingly subtle and we just I can't feel it and and then we space out or lose it or we get frustrated or whatever and so that doesn't work or whatever but if what we can do is ah the object is getting more subtle great okay interesting and then and then what's the art of just letting the attention get correspond so it kind of matches the, su- <laughs> the subtlety level of the object and that process again I would say that's more Central to what's really going on as samadhi deepens, this subtleizing, if we make it a verb—then something like "I'm just I've been there for 1,348 breaths or wh- whatever it is." Um, that that process of subtleizing is what allows things to open up um, in a moment-to-moment moment level and on in, a, in a sitting. But also, if we look at the whole scale of what the jhanas are, they are movements into more and more subtlety, so that. Something like you know the nothingness, the seventh jhana is an incredibly subtle state um and the the neither perception nor no no perception it's it's unbelievably refined, you know, but even like the p- the, the the peacefulness of the third jhana is less subtle than. Seventh and the eighth is more subtle, less subtle, less subtle, less subtle, all the way back. So the whole spectrum is actually a movement into more subtlety. And understanding that has actually a lot to do with what's talking about perception attainments and the whole view of the thing. But in a moment-to-moment meditative level, yeah, you want to you want to ki- if the object gets more subtle, it's like okay, how can I just let the attention get more subtle? How can I let it shake down like that? Or what do I need to do? Yeah, okay, lovely let 's just take one more i can 't even see who that is that Marco Hi yeah shift to walking I think so yeah there's unfortunately th- there 's a few different options here, and i don 't want to I will talk more about this, but let me let 's say something now again, partly just um, dependent on what I know of your practice a little bit so um, it might be at this point that um, Let's say you are sitting, PT arises, and then at some point, pain arises somewhere in the body. Um, and then what what you can do is get more into the PT and kind of keep it at bay. So I, I would really recommend that is the first thing you do. It is almost like uh, y- your priority is the PT and enjoying it and absorbing into it and getting more into it. Sometimes what helps you do that is actually uh, Rather than concentrating on where there 's pt that 's one option definitely, but another option is and i 'll ta- give other options too, but let 's say for now is actually seeing if you can spread the pt into where into where there 's pain. Does that make sense um, and so sometimes what was painful actually becomes pleasurable as as, as you spread it more. Um, Partly what maybe what you think what you 're still working on is really learning the kind of absorption into the p t so we don 't want to distract it too much by by getting into the whole pain thing at this point, so that 's the primary thing, but partly there's also there's again perception what was unpleasant can be perceived as pleasant it 's something quite amazing, so sometimes see if you can um, spread the the p t there just imagine it going there or just imagine even for someone you know you might be just just decide to see it as p t you know there's there's several things you can play with, and i'll I'll give more at some point um, at some point that might work sort of once or twice for some minutes and then and then at some point you can't do it anymore, okay on this retreat at this point that's the time to get up. You're out of batteries, and uh, and it's time to get up and either have a cup of tea, go for a walk, or do some walking meditation, or, or whatever. Yeah, I mean, if you want, you could stand up and continue meditating, and if that's pain-free, you know, so that's an option. But how does that sound for now? As a sort of par- partial answer? Yeah, and uh, I think everyone can hear me. I'll just repeat it for the tape. So. Um Mark is asking, well is playing with the PT in, in the ways that I already said, but sometimes remembering from the last retreat, sometimes he sat with the real firm resolve, Aditana, to sit sit through the pain, be there. It was difficult, but then when he came back after taking a break, after the sitting, then that's when the most PT built up. Um it, it broke through. Yeah? So it makes him think, now well maybe I should do that for the sake of that PT breaking through later, yes? yeah um t- this is w- partly what I was wanting to talk about um maybe even starting tomorrow so p t arises two ways, and one one is this kind of just keep showing up with intensity and working working, and then it kind of erupts through, and the other way is no here 's a little bit of p t and we 're coaxing it we 're building it we 're adding to it more, so they 're just different ways of working um really, but i 'm partly. Wanting to ask you, what were you doing in those times when you were really just with your firm resolve? What actually were you doing with the mind at that point? Because you could sit with pain and actually just end up a contracted, miserable, crump- crumpled mess. You know, if the relationship is wrong with it. So you were, you were probably doing something. Um, you must have been in some mode of way of looking or relationship with that. That then that was part of the effect, it wasn't? The resolve will build energy, and energy is related to PT, so it can erupt that way. But there was also there need to be other factors there as well that have to do with the way of looking and relating. So, do you remember what they were? Yeah, uh, very good. So, so Marcus, when I asked him that, Marcus says it's a combination of the allowing, letting be practice, insight way of looking, and the anatta, um, not self practice. Both of which I would regard as insight ways of looking, um, and what they do is when you're doing those so you're not just building aditana and energy by staying still you're actually opening opening the energy body and opening and letting go of clinging and that's having a big effect as well when i say openness of heart openness of being i also mean just openness of from you know release of clinging so all this pt also comes from release of clinging so but a lot of factors a lot of things need to come together for the moment of pt to arise so um, but can you see how tho- those that would be significant? Yeah, because if you'd sat there just grinning your teeth and gritting, and you know, it wouldn't have given rise to PT later. Does it make sense? So as to what to do um, in your case here. Uh do do both. I don't think it matters, but but again, know what your playground is in terms of what exactly you're trying to achieve at this point. What you're trying to learn. What you're trying to gain mastery of, um, and that might be. I'm not sure, but it might be really absorbing into the first jhana, y- you know. And so, if that, if that, what what do I need to do? How do I need to relate right now and practice right now? If but I have a sense that's what I'm trying to. That's my playground. Does that make sense? Yeah, does that sound relevant? Yeah, okay, super. Um I think we probably need to stop now. Um Let's Is that is that a question Monica? Or? Oh, um let's let's have some quiet together. <coughs>